But hello, 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 and welcome to another episode. I am Akaimi McCoy, and I am the Christian Therapist. I greet you in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. And today, what I'll be sharing with you is not meant to be a replacement or a substitute for mental health treatment with a licensed mental health professional. All right, sit back and enjoy this episode. And if you wish to connect with me, you can go to my website at www.life-counseling-transitions.com or you can find me on Twitter at Akayami Listens. That's A-K-I-A-M-I-L-I-S-T-E-N-S. All right, let's get to it. see the title of this. Yes, I did have a stroke on August the 11th, 2018, and it started around 2.40 p.m. while I was driving on the interstate traveling from Kentucky after vacation with my children and grandchildren back to Atlanta, Georgia. It was the scariest event that I had ever experienced in my life. And I learned some things after experiencing that, and I want to share them with you. I am 49 years old and thought that I was in pretty good health and not really even thinking that something like this would happen to me, but it did. So let me tell you some of the things that I learned after the fact. One, God was there with me the entire time. And I know that to be true because the moment that I began to suffer from the stroke, I wasn't sure what was happening to me. I thought maybe my sugar was low, but I felt this pressure in my head. First, I felt the ringing in my ear, my left ear, and then this massive pressure in my head and my vision kind of got messed up because of what was happening. I immediately snatched the earphones out of my ears, rolled the window down on my car, began to try to drink some water, but then my right side became very weak, very limp, like I couldn't even use it. I could barely lift the arm, my right arm. I panicked and immediately went to try to pull the car over because I wasn't sure what was happening, but on 285, the shoulder was very narrow. And if I, when I pulled over, I was part of my car was still on the highway. So I swerved to get over and then I realized that I was going to get hit if I stayed there. So I swerved to get back into traffic and was hoping and praying and begging the Lord to help me get to a safe space to pull my car over. And as I'm going through all of this, this strange feeling has come over me and I'm not really sure what's happening, but I said, Lord, let me please, let me please get home. Let me please get home. Because by that time I had been traveling about five and a half hours and I was only 20 miles away from my doorstep. 
So I was praying, Lord, please, 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 please let me get home. You know, let me get home. I don't want to collapse out here because I felt as if if I had to pull that car over and got out the car, I was going to hit the ground. It was like I just felt like I had to push harder to continue to go on. Now, I know, you know, people are saying, no, you should have stopped the car and dialed 911. I know that. And I know now that if something happens like that again, if something were to occur again like that, I would definitely just stop and immediately just dial 911 if I had the ability to do so. Because, yes, I could have caused a major accident because, again, I wasn't aware that I was having a stroke. I was just thinking my sugar was low. I was weak and I needed to get something um, in my system. So. I know for certain that God took the will. He took the will of that car. And had he not, I would have been in serious trouble. In Isaiah 41.10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So in that moment, it was only God that got me through there and got me to my home. And when I got off the exit, um, I called my daughter and I let her know not to be alarmed, but I was almost to the door and I needed her to bring me some orange juice down to the car because I was weak and I felt like my sugar was low. So he got me all the way there to that moment. The second thing that I learned in this experience, it is never okay to pig out on high sodium, high fat foods. Now, like I said in the previous um, spot that I had been on vacation with my children and grandchildren. And while I was there, everything that I should not eat, I was eating while I was there. I mean, Pizza, three days. I know I had it three days. Um, fried chicken. Um, lots of um, uh, food that was high in sodium. I had uh, pad thai, thai food. It was extremely spicy and I added a lot of soy sauce to it because I love soy sauce. And I mean, that's all I did. I was eating everything that I normally would not eat on a regular basis. And I never even considered that I should, you know, think of more healthier choices. I just was enjoying the family and it was quick food and it was things that we can just grab for everybody. And so I partaked in that food. But visiting family was not an excuse for me to eat anything and everything. And not paying attention to what it might do to my body. And the the fact of the matter is I wasn't even drinking enough water to dilute the sodium that I had been taking uh, or eating. Not only that, I didn't find a lot of time to go on walks or do any exercise. You know, it was just like, this is a vacation from anything that makes sense in being healthy. I just took a total vacation from all of that. From my senses, really. And the other thing that I learned in this time or within this uh, 
moment is I am so glad that when I was experiencing that and the ambulance came to get me, that I was bathed and I had on the right type of underwear. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but it's amaz- it will amaze you at what you'll think about when an ambulance and medics are taking care of your body. Like, oh my gosh, did I put on deodorant? Did I put on the right underwear? <laughs> Because now I'm at the mercy of these people and they get to see my body in ways that I don't want them to see. So, yeah, that's not one of the things that I really learned. But that was something that was going through my mind in the midst of all of that. Number three, um, I also learned living a no exercise life is a no, no. It is so important that we at least try to do some type of exercise every day and walking can be done every day. If you have the ability in your legs to get up and walk, that's what we need to do. I did try some walking um, while I was there visiting one of my um, grandchildren, my grand, my daughter, granddaughters. And, but the walking wasn't enough and it wasn't enough to counteract all the food that I had been eating. So I can't use that as an excuse. We always have to walk. We always have to do exercise. We always have to take in water. And we always have to refrain from overdoing it on junk food and fast food. Number four, sometimes stress is hidden. It's hidden away. We don't realize that we're really in stress. And I can't say that I was worried about things, but there were things that I was um, concerned about. And while I was visiting my family, everybody was going through a lot and dealing with a lot. And for some reason, I must have been um, storing their pain within myself. So I was stressed and I didn't realize how stressed I was. Number five, doctors are not in control. We need to know and be able to communicate um, what's going on with our bodies And I knew a lot of things that were happening to my body previous to that stroke. But for some reason, when I gave the doctors that information at other visit, doctor visits, they ignored me. And that was not a good idea because there were signs and symptoms leading up to that stroke, but it was just overlooked. So know your body and know that you know better, sometimes better than what doctors know. The sixth thing that I learned after having a stroke is a healthy lifestyle is absolutely a choice. It is absolutely a choice. We can make a choice in how we want to um, live our lives and take care of our bodies. But you know what? I believe that I felt that I was invincible, like as if I could do anything I wanted, eat anything I wanted and not do any exercise. And yet I'll still be okay. OMG, that is not true. It's so not true. And I'm so glad that I got this wake up call because the Lord needed to lay me down long enough for me to see the light. And I see it clearly now. And I totally get that at the age of 49, I cannot eat anything I want and do everything, you know, just because I want to do it. And there's no excuse for 
um, the way that I was living my life during that vacation. No excuse whatsoever. And I want to enjoy more visits with my grandchildren and my children and my friends and family. I want to be able to do that. And if I want that to happen, their strokes are preventable. There are things that we can do that can prevent a stroke. And I'll be doggone, I'm going to do everything I can to prevent another stroke because my healing um, is a lifetime thing now. Um, although I did not suffer any permanent damage, thank you, Lord, because losing my speech during that time, OMG, all I kept thinking is I can't lose my ability to talk. I love talking. <laughs> and I remember during the stroke when I couldn't talk, I remember telling my daughter, um, you know, she could barely understand me, but she got what I was trying to say. I said that the moment that I get my speech back, I am going to talk nonstop. So trust and believe you're going to hear a, a lot more from me as a result of not being able to speak for that period of time. I have strength back in my right side. My face is not drooped or anything like that. So my face doesn't look like I had a stroke. And I'm so grateful for that because you know, I don't want to appear disabled, you know, when I'm working with clients and I want, you know, I, th that's mainly because I don't want people to focus on it and feel sorry for me. That's why I'm saying that it's not a vanity thing. It's just that I'm glad that he did not allow those things to permanently affect my, my physical features so I can, you know, be able to communicate and assist people without them feeling sorry for me. You know, the only way they're going to know that I even had a stroke is when I tell them and it's my testimony. So if it's going to help somebody, you're going to know about what I went through. So I just say a healthy life is definitely a choice and we have the choice to change the way our body is um, going to be affected by eating healthy, exercising, drinking plenty of water. And here's the other thing. When I went through all of that, the worst thing that could happen to me is my inability to go to the bathroom. And that means I had all that poison and all that junk in my body that wouldn't pass through. And that was making things a lot worse for me while I was in the hospital. So the ability to be able to use the restroom on my own, and go to the best bathroom is a blessing. Um, and it's something that I, uh, I'm grateful for because that does not happen for everybody. And now I'm grateful that I can, <laughs> I know that's too much information, but I need you to know that. Okay. And the final thing that I have learned after having my stroke, number seven, is enjoy your family and friends because life can change in an instant, in an instant. Do what you said you would do while you were, while you had the time. Procrastination should not be a, a norm for you. And I'm a big procrastinator. So procrastination is no longer going to be the norm for me. And always remember to let people know where you are going. And that way, if something were to happen to you, that um, 
they can at least have an idea of what to tell someone like an emergency 911 or whatever, where you were or where you were headed anyway. I was traveling by myself when I had that stroke, traveling by myself, but everybody know, um, and they were checking up on me, you know, as I was driving. And actually the last call that I was on to let somebody, you know, telling them that I was almost home was my sister-in-law um, before the stroke actually took place. And I was so close to the house, you know, I'm thinking, hey, everything is good, you know, but then that's when it took place. So it's good for people to know where you are. It's not good to isolate yourself from friends and family. It is always good that people check in on you, you know, so you should have somebody that you talk to regularly every day, especially if you live alone. I'm grateful to live with my daughter um, for the time being. I'm grateful that I have sons and friends and family that check in on me on a regular. So now I want to be making sure that I'm checking in on them on a regular because, you know, this can happen to anyone. And I am going to take every advantage of the time that I have left on this earth to educate, teach, share everything that I know as much as I can to anyone who will listen. And I'm hoping that this information that I share with you, um, you know, kind of gives you a, something to focus on or think about um, when it comes to your own health and your own life. Um, one of the other scriptures that I totally will be leaning on now is um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall, not maybe, he shall direct your path. So right now I'm leaning on him to direct my path and how I should go from this day forward. And I pray that you will do the same. Don't take life for granted. Don't just say, well, you know what? I'm not going to worry about that. I'm enjoy life. Well, if you want to enjoy life, enjoy it in a healthy manner. Have a connection with family and friends. Do not be on an island all by yourself. Don't isolate yourself. Learn to forgive. Learn to um, resolve conflicts and reconcile with friends and family and repair those broken relationships and work on yourself and learning about God and who he is. Have an intimate relationship with him. He cares for you and he'll strengthen you. You will always be able to lean on him if you call out to him. Okay. And if you're not in the body of Christ, I pray right now that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I hope this helps someone and I hope to hear from you. If you have anything to say about this segment, please feel free to share it. If you know somebody that would benefit from this, share it with them. All right. Until the next time, good mental health, good physical health good spiritual health. I love you.